So today is Magi Shukla Ekadashi. One who follows the path of bhakti in this world. Then the mother of devotion, Ekadashi Devi, one will have to respect her. If he doesn't respect Ekadashi Devi, who is the mother of pure bhakti, pure devotion, then how will bhakti ever be born? Because Krishna Bhakti Janmul is Sadhusang. Sadhusang is the root of Krishna Bhakti. But still, the Sadhu, even if he wants to follow the limbs of Bhakti, if he doesn't follow Ekadashi Devi, then he is not even a Sadhu in the first place. Just understand, he's like a great. Uh, he's actually acting against the desire of Bhagwan, and he's not uh, really uh, obeying the dictates of Sri Bhagwan. Because Mahaprabhu himself has said that every day you can have Mahaprasad, but it is the rule of Bhagwan that you have to follow Ekadashi. Don't follow Ekadashi, then disrespect Ekadashi, then you're disobeying, disrespecting Sri Bhagwan. Therefore, one who follows the Tamam Bhakti, he'll have to follow Ekadashi. If he doesn't follow Ekadashi, then what to speak of attaining pure Bhakti? Then, even in this material world, he'll not have any... Uh, in this material world also, he'll be um, beaten by threefold suffering. See, Ekadashi Devi, she protects her eleven senses. She nourishes our eleven senses. And uh, she vitalizes eleven senses and engages them. Bhagavan Seva, making us free from all wicked qualities and decorating us with transcendental qualities and offering us in the service of Sri Bhagavan. Is there anyone more merciful than she who is a condensed form of Bhagavan's Karuna? Someone who doesn't follow Yogadashi, then Life after life is because of some tuskriti, impious activities. Or one who is an abharmlecha, ignoble family. And, you know, and then if he doesn't follow Ekadashi, then he is. All these adjectives can be used to describe him. How can a hospital help him? How can Tantra Mantra help him? Yantra help him? There's no use in trying to protect such a person who is not following Ekadashi because he is acting against the desire of Bhagavan. Nilva karma, vikarma, kukarma actions that are against piety and this way you only have this tendency to engage in wicked behavior. You will never speak the truth. He'll say one thing to one person, he'll say another thing to another person. He'll never say the same thing to others. See, this is the sanskar that he has. Therefore, very difficult. In Javala, he went to Gautam Rishi, Satyagam, Javala's son. So, Gautam Rishi asked Satyagam, who is your father? Then he said, I'll have to ask my mother. Then he went and he asked his mother, saying, Guruji has asked me who my father is. 
else you want keep me inside the gurukul is only keep brahmins there brahmin boys won't keep anyone else there then mother said oh tell your guru that in my youth i met with many men so i don't know who your father is because i was uh, um, i i had a physical intimacy with many men so he so whatever his mother spoke he went and he told his guru then gautam rishi said you are a brahmin boy because you always always speaking the truth and haven't hidden anything from me so now you become my disciple and i'll keep you in the gurukul so therefore those who are not following the limbs of bhakti then what will happen all these wicked qualities will appear in him he can never make himself happy neither can he make others happy he himself is suffering and he make others suffer as well and one person is happy and so many other so many other people can become happy as well by his association therefore you see the fruit of his association is seen in which from which perspective from the perspective of not following ekadashi then how will he respect the sadhus how will his mind work how will he read the gita bhagavat how will he read any scriptures he, no matter how much no matter how much people explain to him still he'll say oh i forget whatever i listen to he said i'm very weak so where is your intelligence who has stolen your intelligence these wicked qualities these worms have eaten your intelligence so then what will happen therefore Guruji, many questions came to him. And when Gurudev was in India and abroad, then he said, if you want to follow any Vrata, follow this Ekashvat. No need to follow this Shaniwar Vrata, Budhwar, Samwar Vrata. Let's follow on different days. No need to follow any other Vrata. Just follow this Ekashvat Vrata. If you want to do Bajan as Raghano Marga, Ragh Marga, then follow this Kataini Vrata. This Vrata to go peace. And then he said, and if you want to worship then worship giriraj he is sarishwarishwar he can he can reach you to he can make you reach the lord's feet of sarishwarishwar prabhu except for giriraj and yamuna no one has this uh, qualification to make you reach the lord's feet of shri bhagwan for they who are very fortunate or taking shelter of Kiraj and Yamuna, they are very fortunate or taking shelter of these personalities. So if one doesn't follow Ekadashi, then how will he follow the limbs of Bhakti? Where will he get the satsang from? He won't have any ruchi for satsang. And all, he's covered by all anarthas and durgan, wicked qualities. He will show to others, oh, I am, he is weeping, but still his heart is harder than a stone. He will never melt. And what to speak of good qualities? He will not even think of any good qualities. Krishna, he has Duryodhana. I told Duryodhana, listen to me. You see, the Pandavas, they are like, the sons of your uncle, Pandu. So give them five villages at least. Then said, no, I won't even give them even one piece of land. 
even line in which a needle can be placed. So the Kshatriyas should fight. One who, one who has the stick, he owns the buffalo. One who wins the war and he enjoys all that he has conquered. And Krishna said, you will not listen to me. He said, no. Then he said, he said, I know everything, but still I know what dharma is, but I cannot follow. And I know what adharma is, but still I follow adharma. And Krishna, you are the master of all my senses. So actually it is you who are inspiring me to follow adharma. You are responsible for everything that I am doing. Because you are Rishikesh, you are present in my heart. So you are directing all my actions. So just, you know, he's blaming Krishna. You are making me do everything. And you are, and as you are inspiring me, I'm doing that. Because you are in my heart. Whatever you are saying and you are explaining, I'm doing that. So then, Duryodhana told Krishna, I need something. Krishna said, no. He said, why? He said, I came for a compromise, but you never listened to me. He said, all right, eat something. He said, I'm not even hungry. And what Krishna do? He said, you know, you have no love, you have no respect. See, if you had at least a little love, then I could have eaten. Then Duryodhan said, all right. Then he called his soldiers. They said, tie him up, put him in prison. And Krishna said, all right, you yourself are a prisoner and you want to imprison me. So how can you imprison me? Said Krishna, sure is universal form. And then Duryodhan, he started passing. Duryodhan, he started passing urine, stool, and then he fell unconscious on the ground, seeing the universal form of Krishna. Now, now he was naked, now on the floor. All his clothes went away. And then Krishna, he left that place. And then he went to Vidurani, the wife of Vidur. Vidurani, she was thinking, Oh, Prabhu is always coming to Astinapur. I can now have his darshan. When will he come to my house? I can have his darshan. Feed him. So Krishna, he came to Vidurani. And he said, Oh, Vidurani, I am very hungry. Give me something to eat. And she was thinking, I am a Shudrani. How can I feed Prabhu? Now I have nothing. What can I give him? If I had something, then I could have given him. I have nothing. And Vidur, how is he? He doesn't even bring anything home. Because he was a Nishkinshana Kinshan Vaishnava. Then she was thinking. Then she forgot everything. And she was relishing Krishna's beauty. Before she used to think, and now she's seeing him directly face to face. Then she thought, oh, there's some, there's some bananas there, some ripe bananas. You feed them to him. You see, the bananas, you see, when you peel a banana, the top portion of the banana doesn't ripen so quickly. The lower part of the banana, that ripens very quickly. So therefore, she plucked them from the lower part because they become ripe from the lower part. 
So then what did she do as she was peeling the bananas? She was giving the banana peels to Krishna and she was throwing the bananas away. And Vidur, he came and he said, what are you doing? Krishna is eating the peels, not the banana itself. You have no sense. She was so much absorbed in thinking about Krishna, she didn't even realize that she was giving him the peels of the bananas. And she never even realized what she was giving. When she is giving her own self, then what is there for her to offer? One who hasn't given himself, he'll say, oh, I'll give this, I'll give that. But he won't give his own self. But he'll hide his own self. Because Prabhu takes him then. He's saying, oh, can I be independent then? I won't have any independence. How can I enjoy? How will I show? How will I enjoy this world then? Then I have to be the servant then. Then this noose will be tied around my neck. So he said, take everything else, but don't take me. I'm ready to give everything except me. My own self. Those other jivas are very intelligent. But how long can they be intelligent? Their intelligence will not last. So they won't follow Ekadashi. Once in Devlok, near Guru Brihaspati, there was a sabha, an assembly. All the devatas came there. And they said, Oh Guruji, you are a tattagya, very knowledgeable person, qualified. And you see, demons are always attacking us, taking everything away from us. You see, the world worships us so much. But these dhanavas, see, no one cares for these dhanavas. But these dhanavas are always defeating us. They're taking away our, our home, our, the earrings of our mother, Aditi, the parijat flowers. They're taking everything away. And they take the apsaras away. So what can we do? So, can you do some tapasya for us, some yagya, some dhan brata, by which we can be protected? So Guruji said, I will, I will teach you, but you never practice what I have taught you. Now will you ever be qualified? Who will protect you? For the demons, you see Shukracharya, whatever he teaches them, then, you see, Shukracharya is a descendant of Bhrigu. So whatever he teaches them, immediately they obey and they follow. They don't delay. They never disobey his instructions. Therefore, the Guru, he has accepted the disciples, and the disciples follow his instructions. He says, if the disciple cannot follow his Guru, then always he a disciple. I'll say, I'm disciple of such and such person. But have you followed at least one instruction of your Guru? He's saying, oh, I'm doing as much as I can. Then that means you're only a disciple to that extent, to that extent that you're following him. The Asuras, Dhanavas, Rakshasas are not like this. They, they always follow their Guru and all his instructions. Therefore, they are always conquering everyone. Now, 
whenever any problem comes to Prasapati, then he says, we'll call all the Kshatriyas. Like you heard the name of Katwanga Maharaj. He'd call all the Kshatriyas from earth to help them fight the demons. He called Muchukunda. Because the Kshatriyas are very powerful. You see, they fight for the, on the side of the demigods against the demons. And sometimes, and when their intelligence is completely defeated, then what do they do? They call all these rishis, tapashis, brahmashis. When Bhaktan Thakur was staying in Godroom, then the demigods took him away. For three days he was missing. Where did he go? Now for three days they left him. Then they asked him, where were you? They said there was an assembly in heaven. And there was a great debate on one shloka of the Gita. They could not find any answer. And Gita Bhavan said, Abhichet Sutur Acharu, Vajatema Mananyabhak, Sadreva Samantavya, Samyakviva Sitahisa. Even if one is not just Durachar, Sudurachar. Even if Sudurachar means all kinds of wicked behavior. Even if such a person does Bhagavan's bhajan, then Krishna he tells Arjun that even then he is a sadhu. And if one doesn't accept him as a sadhu, then all the sins of that person will go to that person who refuses to accept him as a sadhu. And he'll have to suffer accordingly. He'll have to accept him as a sadhu. Yes, Arjun, listen, my bhakta never perishes. You see, he is always doing my bhajan. So even though he is very wicked, still it is my responsibility. You always consider him to be a sadhu. If you don't think of him as sadhu, then you will be punished. So then, Bhakta Thakur, when the shloka was being discussed in heaven, there was so much confusion. They are saying, how can Turashari, such a wicked person, be accepted as a sadhu? Krishna, Krishna is saying that, so does it mean that one will continue doing wicked activities while still taking shelter of Krishna? How can he be considered to be a sadhu? And also in the Upadeshama, Rupa Goswami said that even if you see any defects or faults in devotees, you should ignore them, just as you see form or bubbles on the surface of the Ganga. Still the Ganga is considered to be, look at transcendence. Similarly, even if you see a sadhu, sometimes he is very harsh and he speaks very roughly. He is not even very handsome to look at. He is. Then, even then you should think of him as a sadhu. So then they say, even if he has any bodily deformities, then this may be from his previous life, some karma, but still he is engaged in one-pointed bhajan. Then you should think of him as a sadhu, bhakta. And even if you see any like foam or bubbles on the Ganga, they say, oh, this is not Ganga, it is only some, there is like some dirty part of the Ganga. No, she is Brahma Dharma. She is like liquid form of Brahma. You commit an offense then to her. Prabhu Swami is described. So whenever the Devatas have a meeting, then they call the Rishi Maharshis from him. Or they call the Kshatriyas. Now, 
because of this post now who can do anything to me everyone have to listen to me brahma was thinking he won't listen so he called lomar sharshi go to swarga then lomar sharshi came there and then he was sitting he was sitting out in the open not even in the garden he was just sitting in some corner indra heard that a very great renunciant has come tapasvi indra went for his darshan there he saw how Effulgent he was. Uh, this very transcendental form. He had this transcendental form, and and just by seeing him in his heart, in his heart he became very happy. You now he became very peaceful at heart. He was no longer restless. He became very happy. He said, "Oh, Maharaj, you come to Sargaloka. Matter of great fortune for me to have your darshan. So can I make a kutia for you? Small hut." Or else I can make a nice garden for you. What do you want? I can do for you. If you want any sevaks, sevikas, I can arrange. If you want amrut, I can give you this amrut. So what do you need? I can give you, Maharaj. Then he said, "Oh brother, how long will I live, my son?" He said, "No need for me. No need to make a kutia for me. Because I only have a few more years to left to live. But I have to leave everything behind." See, even in Swarga, once by his activities finish, the reactions once by his activities, then he'll have to fall from heaven. When Sukriti is over, then he'll have to again fall down to the material world. And also, he may go in. It's not he may go anywhere. Fourteen planetary systems, he can go anywhere according to his karma. Not just Earth. Go to lower planetary systems as well, or even the higher planetary systems. So, Indra, Varun, Chandra. You see, Lomar Shri said, "Now, you see, Indra Varun Chandra. They accept a post, and then when their time is up, then someone else becomes Indra Varun Chandra." You see, so many Brahmas have come and gone. So many Shivas have come and gone. Sometimes you see a yogi Shiva, qualified Shiva, he accepts the post of Shiva. It's not a person or personality; it's just a post. You see, Prime Minister means a post, not a person. One can be a president. Similarly, one can be Shiva. Anyone can be Shiva Brahma if he is qualified. <coughs> 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 
If one follows Sadharma for hundred years, proper dharma, then he becomes Brahma. And then if one for hundred years he properly carries out all the activities of Brahma, then he becomes Shiva. And they say if one he accepts the position of Shiva, if he for one kalpa, for one millennium if he follows the then he becomes a Vaishnava. Which means he receives this eligibility to serve Bhagavan. So it's not something ordinary. Slomarshi so said, How long will I live? When you see all these hairs on my body, you see Romarshi, he had he had hair even on his tongue, even on his lips. It's covered head to toe by hair. And long hair, not even short hair. So he said, When all the hair on my body will fall, then I'll die, he said. Then I'll be liberated when I'll, no more hair remains on my body. Yeah, Indra said, when, how, how long does it take for one strand of hair to fall from my body? Then he said, when 1000 Chaturyugis pass, then when one lifetime of Brahma is finished, then one strand of hair falls on my body. So they say, when all the Brahmas will go away, then when all the hairs fall away, then I'll die. So therefore, I have very few years left to live, he said. And he said, oh, you see, the open sky is my house. You see, why do I need cloth? This air is, air is as a cloth for me. This air is acting as a cloth for me. Why do I need anything in this world? And therefore, everything, I don't need anything, he said. And Indra said, what is the meaning of life? And you see, Lomar Sharishi said, life is like a spark. See, a spark doesn't last for long. A spark is extinguished in less than a moment. Similarly, Indra, Varun Chandra, all these posts are like, like a spark. Anytime the spark can be extinguished in less than a moment. Sometimes the father thinks, oh, my son will enjoy. The son thinks the father will enjoy. The father thinks oh, my grandchildren will enjoy. And they say they're only thinking. No. You see, they're being encaged in, their, in these four walls, by these four walls. And sometimes when a person becomes very old, his children tell him, Oh, you stay outside the house. Because you're coughing so much, my children might fall sick. So now you're so old, now just stay out somewhere. Or else what do they do? They take old people and they put them in old age homes or in the hospital. And sometimes they even euthanize them. And they euthanize and have them kill. So Lomar Sharishi, Indra asked him, Lomar Sharishi, what tapasya have you done? That you are so qualified, you have such shakti, and you have such pure intelligence. What, which herbs have you eaten? What tapasya have you done? All the devatas are coming for a darshan. And then, just by seeing him, they become very qualified. Because not just Darshan, he didn't empower those people who come to see him. Because as long as one doesn't have the strength, when you see an old person, he cannot see anything. He cannot see on his own. Similarly, even though we have eyes without light, we cannot see anything in darkness. Only if there's some light, then we can see the world around us. But our inner eyes, are still closed. 
Like you see, remember this small bird? When it's in the, when it's in, still in the, covered by the egg, then it cannot see its own form. It cannot see its wings, its feet. Similarly, in the seed, you see, the entire tree is in the seed, but the seed cannot see how many branches it will grow into, how many leaves it will have, flowers it will have. Similarly, the Swarup of the Jiva is already within the Jiva, but the Jiva doesn't realize yet what a Swarup is. So similarly, she told Indra, as long as you don't have this Atma Gyan, as long as you haven't realized your eternal self, then just by seeing the world around you, there's no use. This is Kutarshan, Jadadarshan. Only when you have auspicious vision, Sutarshan, then you'll see your own self. And you'll see Paramatma. Then the eyes of your soul will open. Then it is possible for you to realize something. And then meanwhile, this fight started. The demigods again, the demons again conquered the demigods. Then again they went to this Rishi, Lomarsha Rishi. Saying, Oh Marshi, tell us something which we can be saved. Because we are only being beaten now. So kindly protect us. And he said, Alright. In this material world, once there was Maharaj Dhitarashtra. So Dhitarashtra, he, anyhow, by hook or crook, by deceit, he wanted to keep this kingdom with him. He was not just blind by birth, but even he was this illusion. His attachment to his own children that blinded him. He didn't care for his younger brother's children. He wanted to even have them killed. He was thinking, if there's some thorns, then the thorns should be removed in the field. Similarly, there should not be anyone to oppose my children. If there's anyone to oppose him, then kill him. This was his view. But what can you do to anyone who's Looked after by Bhagwan himself. You cannot do anything to such people. So on Zitrashtra he said that the ancestors they have a rule. They made Yudhishthir the crown prince. So then Yudhishthir didn't want to be the prince. But the entire all the citizens they liked him. Zitrashtra desired Duryodhana become the prince. But since Yudhishthir was of such noble character everyone liked him. Therefore, Bhishma Vitam also said that he is the eldest, so he should be given this position of prince. But still he wasn't happy. He was thinking, anyhow, I should remove this thorn, he was thinking. So then meanwhile, he called Yudhishthir and he said, Now you are a prince and you will be the king eventually. Now I become very old. And you see how he was, just see how politics works. Then he said, You see, we have this rule. That when there is Makar Sankranti, then you should bathe in the Ganga and you should stay there on the banks of the Ganga for three nights. Perform a Yajna, offer some Tarpan to your forefathers, offer some oblations, Pindadan. And on the third day, you should, all the Brahman devatas, you should feed them and give something in charity to them. Therefore, whatever you want, you can take from our stores. And just go, so all the Brahmins there. Bathe in the Ganga, and we made a very nice palace for you. You can stay there for three nights. We say you do Yagya for one day, then you offer Tarpan for your forefathers, then you feed all the Brahmins. 
organize festival then you come back to hastinapur then he said all right he said all right uncle no i'll follow your order no to the city came to his house he said i've received this order from our uh, tarashra is go be in ganga there's one place called varnavati he's made a very nice palace for us this palace was being made since many days because this the king would make their palaces in different places different places and every day they go every year they go to varnavati for tarpan dan punya yagya then the beam said no you shouldn't go alone i'm coming with you also so then beam also went with the sister arjun said i will also come nakul said we will also come and kuddi said i will also come and there was dhrashtra and dhrashtra said all right all five of you come and your mother also come also kuddi said he was thinking see in river only one thorn would have gone in four would have been left now all five thorns will go away now in one in one shot uh, and you see in varnavat he made this uh, house this palace of shalak so while going he offered pranams to his elders you see if you don't take blessings of the elders then anything you do will not bear fruit so they offered pranams to vidur then vidur said beam you see if any problem will come then just go down to the basement and hide there there's a there's a tunnel there and take and use your club to like uh, smash anything that comes in your way and there's a tunnel underneath which has been dug and escape through the tunnel so you take all your weapons also don't go empty handed so this is what he did he gave everything that he had in his storehouse to the sister so the noon can be suspicious that uh, no one can have any doubt he said you take everything and so so he took so he took everything to give everything so where could he go so when he went there then everyone saw then beam he he took his club and he started and he started beating at the walls of this palace and all shalaks started pouring out and then he was saying what is this this house is made of shalak so then uh, five brothers had five sevaks and kunti also had a maid servant there's a very nice palace there and then in the evening they offer lamps there and all the soldiers are receiving the panchapandavas and they're beating their drums their instruments and they say and, the, and all the prostitutes are dancing and the brahmins are offering their stostutis and they say and then beam many came there then vidur he gave a signal to beam and then night they offered a gilam and then they offered a gil and then the servants they showed each of the rooms to the five pandavas that here everything is there for your accommodation food everything then when they went inside then beam took his gatha club and he started pounding at the wall then he saw this is shall 
And then see when they lit the ghee lamb and kept it there. Like you see right now, lamps are made of cow dung. See, you see when you take a ghee lamp, then first the ghee will be set on fire. And the lamp itself will, will shine very brightly and eventually, very quickly it will extinguish. So when they lit this ghee lamp, then immediately there is a big fire there. And then the five Pandavas and Kunti Devi, they escaped into the forest while the whole palace was burnt. And when they reached the forest, it was 12 o'clock at night. And those five uh, servants of the five Pandavas, the maid servant of Kunti, they died, they perished in that fire. And the Trashtra came, everyone was weeping. Then he found six bodies there. And they performed the Agni Sanskar. And then they offered Pindadan. Then the Dhritarashtra organized a big feast for fed everyone. Then he said, Oh, alas, oh, my brother's children. Then he also shed some crocodile tears. Oh, where's my sister-in-law? Then he started, he started saying, Alas, alas, alas. And he was doing a big drama there, Dhritarashtra. So then they went in the night there. Sabim, he said, he said, all four of you, you rest along with mother and I'll stay awake because they were in the middle of the forest. So anyhow, that time there were some old leaves there, it was spring, so they slept on these old leaves. So then meanwhile, a big demon came there. He was very, he was, he saw all these, uh, Five pandas, and he said, "Oh no, I have this uh, nice food." And he was so happy, and he was approaching the pandas, and immediately he saw this demon. He said, "Oh, if he creates a lot of sound, noise, then my brothers will wake up, and my mother also wake." So Bhim, he took him somewhere else, and he started fighting with him. So this demon, he was very great Mayavi. So then. Then this demon, there was one very beautiful lady. She was showing to be defeat him this way, that way, this way. And she was signaling him, anyhow, kill him. And so she was signaling him, and then by Tantamantra black magic, anyhow, she supported Bhim, and Bhim killed this demon. Then this meanwhile, the brothers woke up, Kunti Devi woke up, and then this lady came, and she told the mother, Bhim Kunti Devi, she offered pronounced to the four brothers. She said, oh, I like Bhim so much. And uh, I want to take him with me. Because the demon who attacked me, he was my brother. I had my elder brother killed just because of my love for him. So give him to me. And Kundidevi said, you see, my elder son has, hasn't married yet. So how can I marry my younger son then? So anyhow, just give this beam to me. Then Bhim said, all right, I can marry in one condition. As soon as you give birth to one boy, I'll leave. And all right, will you agree to this condition? And he said, all right, at least one son will be born. Or else if I don't have any children, then what is the point then? So then Bhim, anyhow, you see the lady, she was called Hidimba. Then she took Bhim to her palace. You cannot even imagine this palace. Oh, this Taj Mahal was nothing in front of this palace. A very nice palace there. And she started worshipping Bhim there. 
Then Bhim was thinking, Alas, where have I come now? What will happen to my brothers and my mother without me? Who will look after them? So he was very sad. So then meanwhile he was thinking, Whenever there is any disturbance, except for Krishna, who can possibly save us, protect us? So he remembered Krishna. And Krishna, he said, Bhim, you will be victorious. If you follow this Ekadashi in this month of Mark, on this bright fortnight, if you follow this Jaya Ekadashi, if you follow this Vrata, then you will always be victorious. No one can defeat you. And she will also leave you. You will be free from this Moha. You will have Mukti. Sanbhim, he asked, that, oh, you told me to follow this Pandavanijal Ekadashi during the summer. So difficult. So I followed this one Ekadashi. Then he said, no, every Ekadashi has a different name, Krishna told Bhim. Every Ekadashi has a particular speciality. They have the name Ekadashi, but they have different adjectives. Qualifying the noun, like Safala, Mokshada, Kamada. They all have different, different functions. So you follow this Ekadashi. So how can I follow, he said. And he said, from morning, you should respectfully receive Ekadashi of a Parga, Padhyarkya, Achman and worship her. And do her Archan Pujan. And then you should sit next to her and do some Japa. And because she'll be happy if you can worship Bhagwan. And do Katakirtan of Bhagwan's Leelas. And they say, Bhagwan, he spoke his instructions to Bhim and he disappeared. And then Bhim, he told Hidimba. You see, Hidimba, tomorrow is Ekadashi. So tomorrow I'll follow his Vrata, Nirjal Vrata. I'll stay awake the whole night and I'll do the, I'll conduct my worship. And she said, all right, I'll also do it. Then he said, all right, good. Both of us will follow Vrata together. And then they followed this Ekadashi Vrata. And what happened? He received Bhim, he was victorious his entire life. And Nimini Dimba, now she no longer wanted to enjoy him. And she also left everything aside. And Bhim also left her then. And what happened? By the mercy of Sri Bhagwan, then she had a boy in a womb. You know, Bhim, he said, all right, now I can go. And this boy was also born. Then you know his name was Gatotkach, this boy. He was a very strong person, Gatotkach. And then Lomasarishi said, Sargulok, that with Bhim, when he was victorious, therefore all the devatas, you will not follow his vata, you will not follow any tapa, you will not follow any rules. So anyone, those who follow this vrata, tapasya, at least you go and ask them for some mercy. Like you see during this Kumbhamela, all the Rishimarshis, tapasyas, they come there to do bhajan, to stay there on the banks of the Ganga, Yamuna, Saraswati. The demigods also come there begging pots. They said, here, take Amrit, take anything you want, just give us the fruit of your tapasya, your austerities. 
So this Bangmir Gadashi is so powerful that Devatas will follow this Ekadashi. Then, you see, even the Devatas, they ask for the fruit of this Ekadashi. And they say, take anything you want in return. Then we'll also be victorious over these demons. And the demons. See, they can never be defeated. In other words, our senses, our mind, they're also great demons. They're always destroying us from within. They never let us cultivate Zatma Gyan. They never inspire us to follow the path leading to Paramatma. They close all paths. Sekar Shiv, she's so merciful. Then, that one being devoid of Ashakti, Ashakti and having this Samanda, then he gradually advances. And then he gives up this disaster for woman, wealth, wine, prestige. And then his mind changes. Then he's striving to realize his eternal self. And he has his desire. Again, Shanti, Parashanti. So then, um, Lohmar Sharishi, when he spoke these words, then the devatas became very astonished. And first they came to Bhim. They said, oh Bhim, you eat so much the entire day. How can you, how did you control your senses? How did you control your mind? So then, Bhim, he said, without fear, one cannot do bhajan. When one is suffering, then he'll do bhajan, or else he'll never do bhajan. He said that I did so much and when I came to Hidimba, I had everything. But Hidimba, she was a non-vegetarian. Because she was staying in the forest there. What would she do? She would collect all these... Uh, she, anything she'd get her hands on, she'd eat. Buffaloes, goats, and lions, even human beings. So how can such a lady be changed? And staying with her, just see what what would have become of me then. And this is she also changed, and I also changed. And my senses no longer trouble me. How was she? One day, Hirimba, she told Karudgach, that oh my son, now I'm you see, I'll have to achieve Siddhi perfection. So in the night, at 12 o'clock, I'm going to offer a human being sacrifice. So catch one nice young man. He should be very strong. He should not be... He should be very strong and beautiful. And he should be young. And he should also be... And he shouldn't be a householder. So I need someone like this, some, someone very beautiful. So then Gautadgach, he saw a Brahmin boy with tapasri, great, renunciant, ascetic. He wasn't married, still Brahmjari. So he said, I'll sacrifice this boy. So then the Pandavas went nearby. Then Yudhishthiri said, who's crying this way? And he told Bhim, go look. Then Bhim, he saw there was a big demon who was uh, catching hold of a Brahmin like a puppet. And he was going from there. And Bhim stopped him and said, where are you going? 
Why are you taking him? He said, my mother has given me this instruction. She's going to offer a human being in sacrifice. He said, all right, you take me. You will not find a human being better than me. Leave him aside, take me. See how strong I am, how tall I am. And how did, how did God of the Gods do? Take him. He just took him by his hand and kept him on his shoulders. Although Bhim himself was so strong, God of the Gods immediately took him, kept him and took him to his mother. He said, Mother, today I found a very nice human being. Now there will be a very nice sacrifice. Then Mother came and he said, Then who have you bought? And then he said, Why? You don't know who this is. He says, This is your father. He says, My father. You know, so you never told this to me before that I have a father. So at that time, Bhim and Gautadkach, then they knew who they were. And during Mahabharat, then Bhim, he called Gautadkach. And Gautadkach said, No, I can just, um, I just squish all these people together. Or I just eat all of them. They're nothing, all these Kauravas. And he said, No, no. You shouldn't do this. This someone else will do. So that in Bhagwan, he told Hidimba and his son and her son. His words became true. Like our Guru Varga. They went everywhere. And they said, You'll have to follow Ekadashi. And following Kadashi, you see that minds became pure. Now they are no longer inclined towards performing any sinful activities. Saying, oh, I want to eat meat, drink wine, engage in all kinds of debauchery. Oh, they left all these habits behind. And so Bhim, you see, he explained to Hidimba and her mind changed. Everyone's mind changed. Katukas's mind. And so Lomar Sharishi, he was speaking all these leaders to the Devatas. So he do tapasya. And if you cannot do this tapasya, then at least go ask from those who are following tapasya. And so you'll get the fruit of their tapasya. You see, in this way, if there are any, anything that's grown in a field, then once you pluck those vegetables out, then new vegetables will grow in that same field. Similarly, one is doing tapasya, then if you take the fruits of his tapasya, then he'll do more tapasya. So this way, by following this such Ekadashivrat, the Pandavas, they became victorious in all regards. For she is now Negadashi as Jaya Vijayatri Sparsha Pakshavardhini. She has so many different names, Mahadashis, like Vyanjuli Trisparsha, the eight Mahadashis, and then Negadashi. So since then, you cannot follow Negadashi in Swarga. Like you say, one person, if there is so much enjoyment, how can they do bhajan there? Someone will they'll catch that person, they'll kiss him, take him on the lap, and they'll say, oh, how long will you stay, will you starve, at least smell this nice food. During Prabhupada Sashi time, the one person, he came from a very rich family, and one day he was staying, then he fell sick, he got typhoid. Then the Brahmacharis looked after him the best they could. Then they said, should we inform your parents? Because if you die, then what will happen? They said, oh, he's died inside the temple. Then what will happen? Then it will create many problems. So then they said, 
Gurudev is your desire. I am ready to die as well. Still, how can I go there? Then the parents came. Then the mother started crying so much. Oh, she called the doctor and she started serving her son. Then the son said, No, how can I eat what you have cooked? At least take medicine. He said, No, if the Brahmacharya is giving me medicine, then I'll take. Then the mother was right there waiting. Then the Brahmacharya was giving him food, medicine. Then he was, he was eating all these things. Then he said, How long will you disturb the Brahmacharya? Here, take this medicine, the mother said. He said, all right, here, take this water. He said, all right. And then he got fruits, flowers, and she made juice, and she made the sagudana. Then she started washing his clothes and cleansing him. Then after some time, he became, he became healthy. Then the mother said, how long will I stay away from home and be with you? So once you are already, you should return home. Then he said, all right, I'll speak to Gurudev. He asked Gurudev, and Gurudev said, Okay, if you want, you can go if your parents are calling you. And once you recover, you can come back. He said, All right, Gurudev, once I recover, I'll come back. Then he went home. He said, I won't go inside, I'll stay out. And he was staying out. And the mother would cook for him and give him this food that she had cooked. And she would ask him, You know, if you, if you don't eat fish, all right, no harm. At least you can take some of the. Uh, at least you can take some of the food. Uh, I won't give you fish, but I'll give you a fish soup. You can drink this fish soup. Because the soup is only liquid. You see, there's cod liver oil. Even medicine is made of fish. So how can you not drink this fish soup? Just think of the soup as medicine and drink it. He says, how long can I feed you outside? You come inside the house, I'll feed you inside. And he went inside. They said, now that you're drinking this soup, what's the harm in eating fish then? Need this fish, might as well. Then slowly, slowly, she then captured him. And now, as long as he's, when he sees the sadhus, then he turns his face away now. Now he changed completely. So one has such association, then how can he do bhajan? Anyhow, this is like the relationship between mother and son. But when man is uh, entangled in other relationships, then how can he possibly do bhajan? Slama Sharishi told Devatas, you go to Buloka, this earth, and do tapasya, then you'll be victorious over the demons. Therefore, in this magmas, Kumbhamela takes place for one month. Then all the Devatas, those who stay there, following Ekadashi, then they bring so many gifts to such persons. Take this, take that. But if you take something from them, then you lose your tapasya then. Because no one will go empty handed. You see, if a beggar is coming to your door, if you don't give him biksha, then he'll take your piety away, he'll take your fame, he'll take everything away. You see, if one person is very hungry and he comes to your doorstep, if you don't give him anything, then he'll take everything away from See, sometimes, sometimes they give four or five parfis to someone, for some they don't give anything. Then he says, all right. See, sometimes they give some very nice clothes to some, and to others they give like old pieces of cloth. And sometimes they give rotis. It seems, they're throwing these rotis, like how they feed dogs. But you see, 
you'll have to suffer and enjoy the fruits of your karma. So this is the Sangha, how can you do Tapasya Bhajan? Therefore, Devatas in this Kohamila, they come for one month. And they say for one month, who's performing austerities? Who's engaged in Tapajapa? Who's following this Vrata purely? Hey, oh, they're following this Vrata, we should take the fruit of this Vrata. But if one comes to take the fruits of Tapasya, then Varadev, he's there. If any demons come, then I'm there to protect. And just see, the next day is Varadvadashi. Varadev said, he said, I won't let the demons take anything. I will look after my bhaktas. I am Varasaru. I will smell to see if anyone is trying to come and steal this. Steal one's bhakti away. And then Nityanuru comes. And he is Paramdayal. He is supremely compassionate. Andakanda, Nityananda, Arunanayana, Karuna Chanda. Sanita is going to come. So, in what fear do you have? But one should be very careful. In this month of Magh, one should be very careful. Especially, not just Prayagraj. Like we say, before Kumbh Mela, how did it start? In Vrindavan also there is Kumbha. All the Devi, Devatas, they come everywhere. Therefore, those who are following this Vrata should be very careful. Before Paran, they can take anything away. After Paran, they cannot take anything away. They'll offer something, offer Dandavat, they'll pray. They'll weep, they'll roll on the floor, roll on the ground. And they'll become very surrendered to you. Without them, you cannot even survive anymore. Because they see the heart of the sadhaks is very soft. Anyone can make a hole there and enter. Because they don't have uh, the strong, they don't have stone-like hearts. Because one has very soft heart, then anyone can capture that heart. But you see, one's heart is like a stone, then who can go there? No one can go there. So the Rishi Maharshis, they have these conceptions. That on every Ekadashi has a different name and different fruit. And there are not just so many glories. You see, the Puranas, they make the Yudhishthir, he said this, he said, he said that. But this is only meant to cheat people. But if you follow Sutai Kadashi, then, then you'll have to listen and the Shrat Parampara, Guru Parampara, you'll have to receive that mercy. Else, it's not possible. So tomorrow is Varadadashi. So, Varadev, beginning uh, in the morning, you see, Gita Govind, Jayadev is written by the Bhagavad Gita. This is the Sautar Stotra. So, this is the Sautar Stotra is sung in Jagannath Mandir. First of all, they sing this Sautar Stotra. And then they sing this Mangal Gita. And then they start doing Kirtan. And then Jagannath, he gradually is awoken. And then the uh, doors are open, Mangalarti is uh, carried out. Therefore, tomorrow is Yagurvati of Varadev. Tomorrow we listen to his Katha. Aripo!
Shudah.